Blog Talk Radio. Jester coming to you tonight from D-Land, Florida. Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous night here. Hope it's just as beautiful wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm the Fantasy Jester, and wow, I am recovering. You know, the name of the show tonight is Recovering from Clash and Larry Zabisco, and You know, we've had a couple of interesting days in wrestling. We've had, you know, a lot going on in the WWE world there and uh, everything that goes on with, you know, the pay-per-view and then Raw and SmackDown. We just had one and then we're getting ready for another uh, pay-per-view. I guess that's what the brand split was for so that they can just have more pay-per-views in a month. Uh, Strange how that works out, huh? Uh, a lot of things about WWE, though, uh, and we'll get into that later on. Tonight, we're going to go ahead. Usual suspects for you. If you're a fan of FXE Live, brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com, you already know. JT's with me. Joey Cage is going to be in. Well, all right. JT's with me. Joey Cage, folks. <laughs> I think he's in the green room. I know I had to come in here, and by the time I had to go get set up in the studio and everything, Joey Cage wasn't here yet. Um, But that doesn't mean anything, because you know what? I know he knows the cold coronas are already here, and he doesn't have to stop anywhere. So I'm sure he's on time, and we'll have him in here soon. going to be a great show tonight. Again, you know, we're recovering from the show. And, And tonight... I'm going to play a little snippet. If you haven't heard it, go back either on FantasyJesterSports.com or you can go on iTunes. And, you know, we're working on Google Play, by the way. Um, I tried to go ahead and do it the other day by myself. I'm retarded, folks. I really am. There's something wrong with me because I can't do it. Uh, And I'm very sorry. So 
right now, for those of you who have iTunes, you'll be able to listen to it on iTunes. And, and like I said, I'm working on Google Play. We're working, uh, going to go ahead and get the uh, app. I've been a little busy lately, and that's just an understatement for those who know me. So, um, but go ahead, listen to the Larry Zabisco interview. If you are any, any kind of wrestling fan, you say you like wrestling, you will, I guarantee you for your money back that you will like and love actually this Larry Zabisco interview that we had. We had an hour with a legend last week and he did not disappoint. You think I'm un- not filtered. You know, I, I, I can, I'm pretty laid back. I, I've, I've mellowed in my short time on the air and, you know, not because I wanted to. I, that was what I was advised to is, you know, tone it back a little bit. And All right, fine. But you know what? I love it that there's no filter on Larry, and that's what you get in that interview. And matter of fact, tonight I'm going to play. A, we have a little five-minute segment we're going to get to later on. A little snippet, a little snippet, if you will, snippet, snippet, dude. Yeah, I'm in that kind of mood. I'm in a great mood tonight. I hope everybody out there is ready for a great show. Uh, but yes, we're going to have Larry Zabisco. Going to bring in my partner in crime right now, JT Jason Townsend. You can catch him on Twitter, Fez. Four three seven. That is F E Z four three seven. Ask him anything about any damn sport. He'll be more than glad to answer your question and teach you a lesson. JT, how are you tonight? Jester, color me confused. Uh, I know you don't partake in the silly smoke. I know that's not your thing. But, but listening to you on social media earlier, something has your ass chapped, and I'm not buying the uh, good mood. What's going on? Sorry, me? You? Nobody's. Uh, People know we know you way too well for this, man. Like I said, you don't partake in the silly smoke. So, what's going on? I'm not buying it. So, you know, as some of you may or may not know, uh, it's gotten out there little by little, and. I have an interest in purchasing TNA. Now, in that, it's been, a, it, it's been pretty interesting, folks. It's been pretty damn interesting uh, what has gone on from all different areas. And, and this, is, this is what I'm dealing with, okay? You have people out there calling themselves, first of all, this is the best part. There are so many people out there calling themselves professionals, professional businessmen, professionals in a sport, professional writers, professional bloggers, professional. These people wouldn't know professional if they friggin' tripped over it. You know, JT, count with me. Ready? I, I want you to follow along with me, uh, all right? Because uh, uh, I want the people at home to get the idea. You ready? Count with me. Ready? One. 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 Two. Two. Play along now. Three. Three. Four. Four. Five. Uh, six. Six. It's going somewhere. Trust me, folks. Stand by. Running out of Seven. Seven. Yeah, uh, I'll take my shoes off if I have to. Um, 
Eight. Eight. Nine. Nine. Ten. You're almost Ten. there. Eleven. Eleven. Eleven is the magic number in this, folks. Eleven. Can you imagine that you can call a friggin' business eleven times? Eleven times in a ten-day span. And not get customer service, not get anybody, not get a damn thing. And you wonder why TNA is drowning, because they're garbage. They're garbage right from the start down to the bottom. Their product is a joke. They've made a joke out of wrestling. Okay, that's first and foremost. That's why you're going down the tubes. And right behind it, you want to know why? You don't give a damn about the fan. Now, I could have been a fan. I could have been anybody. The first couple of calls, I could have been anybody calling in, okay? Because you know what? Here's the thing. Call TNA, folks. Call TNA. This isn't a joke. I'll give you the number before we go off air. For you to call TNA, okay, and do me a favor. If you can ever, 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 let me repeat that, ever get a live body, I will come there and kiss you. Because let me tell you something, I have tried for days, days on end. First of all, there is no body, there is no switchboard. You never get a live body. You can go ahead, type in all different names of people in the company. They say, use the company directory. You can literally... Try everybody in the directory, and it never goes through to anybody. It goes to the back to the original uh, message. You can leave messages. You can leave all different kinds of messages, okay, and, and this, that, the other. You can email them. You know, you're just trying to reach a business. And, you, you know, maybe either have that business tell you to go screw yourself or actually listen before they're getting taken. And that's what's going to happen, folks. You know what, at this point, I'm going to sit there and laugh my fat ass off when TNA gets taken, taken to the cleaners. I know, I know what the latest offer is by Vince. I am laughing, you know that LMAO, laughing my ass off. I am laughing my ass off right now. TNA, okay, I have tried. I've tried to contact you, okay, tried to help you out. See, I don't need the only thing that you're worth. You know what you're worth? You know what you're worth because wrestlers are a dime a dozen. Your name is worth garbage. Wrestlers are worth a dime a dozen. I tried to contact uh, that bride of Frankenstein wannabe, Hardy. Hardy's a joke. Really, the bride of Frankenstein is the best look you can come up with? This is what you're being advised to do? Or is this just another, uh, you know, a coked-out night with your brother? Which is it, Matt? How'd you come up with Frankenstein, the bride of Frankenstein? You look like, here, you look like the bride of Frankenstein that went through three sex changes because it couldn't make up its mind if it wanted to be male or female at this point. Okay. So take your talent, go go get, you know what, go work for the slave driver, Vince's, 
He will run you to the ground. Go have fun. Okay? I don't need you. Have fun. TNA, go ahead. You're going to get screwed by Vince. Have fun. I'm going to laugh my ass off. You got one last chance. Here it is. Right here. Right now. You've got a pay-per-view coming up. You need money. You have an option other than Vince. I don't care. You don't have to take it. I'm still going to have a wrestling company. You know what you're going to have? Lost money. That's what you're going to have. Put the pride to the side. Come and talk to the jester. And make a couple of dollars more than what Vince is going to give you. That's for shit sure. Now, let me tell you something. Last but not least, on my little list today, you have this supposed... Absolute supposed insider. Now, when you say you're an insider and and your fans are counting you to be an insider, okay, don't be a lying son of a bitch. Don't be a lying son of a bitch and tell your fans that you knew my business that you knew what I was doing, that I was the company that you were talking about. Dave Meltzer, you lying sack, you put it out there on Twitter that, oh, yeah, I've been talking about you guys for two weeks. Bullshit. You know how you would have known it was us? Because there was nobody outside of my living room Now, unless you were sitting underneath one of the damn couches, you had no way of knowing what I was doing, sir. Lie to your people, insider. Insider what? Inside a closet? You didn't get that information from me, liar. Liar. Tweet that, liar. Telling you, people. You know what? I see exactly what's up with the wrestling business. You know, I've sat and I've talked with some real class acts. Real class men from the sport of wrestling. I've sat with people like Bill Crude, Renegade, Jimmy Hart. I've talked with Larry Zbysko. Okay, there's other promoters too, okay? And I don't really... I've talked with enough people, class acts in wrestling, and they have all agreed, we are all in agreement of what's missing from the sport, what's wrong with it today, and that, you know what, here's the thing, folks. I came into this thinking, you know what, if I take over Florida, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. I I think I can do that. No, let me rephrase that. I know I can do that. I think I can be happy with that. But what happened was, is I was settling for less. And the more and more I watched the WWE product, Vince, you're slipping, my brother. You're slipping bad. You know, they used to call it, your slip is showing. You know what, Vince? Your slip is showing. How, how are you supposed to really really have a product, and this is just, I'm going to get off of this real quick, folks, but there's two in particular parts 
that I'm I'm willing to bet I can get every damn wrestling fan, every wrestler, every wrestling promoter out there except for Vince McMahon to see this. First and foremost, why does everybody know your results to a pay-per-view before it happens? Why? 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 That serves zero purpose, none whatsoever. Zero. You get zero excitement from the crowd. You know why? You know, you're all talking about, I hear everybody talking about, "Eh, it doesn't get the pop like it used to. Yeah, you know why it doesn't get the pop like it used to? Because everybody knows what's going to happen. Do you go to the freaking movies knowing what's going to happen? Don't you want to strangle your friend if they said, hey, I just saw a great movie, and you know how it ends? You don't go to the damn movie then. There's no excitement. Next one, and and then I'm getting off of this. I promise we got WWE (laughs) shows to talk about. Listen, we're only talking about WWE for a short time. Once FXE gets started up, okay, Vince, I swear to God, baby, I'm coming for you. All right, you are fumbling the football, brother. You are fumbling hard, okay, and your ratings are showing it, brother. Your ratings are, you're, you're holding on. You're barely holding on. Keep bringing back the old guys because that's all you got. That's all you got. You don't have any creative now. You're giving away secrets before the damn show, having no excitement for your shows. And here's the best one, Vince. Who the hell gave you this one? Who bought? You took the cheese on this one. All right. If you're watching any other sport, now let's go with football, Vince. Let's go with football. Since you bungled that, you tried it. If a quarterback is snapping the ball and he has it in his hand, he raises his hand to throw, and the NFL cut to a commercial. Their fans would strangle the commissioner. You're a lucky man, Vince. You've been lucky. You know why? Because of the rest of the people who've tried to come against you are morons. Yes, you've done a lot for the sport, Vince. You've taken it very far. And we're all, every wrestling fan, every wrestler, every promoter is grateful for the work that you have done. But much like anybody else in any other sport, there comes a time the game has passed you by. That's the game. It's passing you by, Vince. Welcome to the new era. Welcome to the new era that's coming. And Dave Meltzer... Go ahead and lie. You know what's coming next from FXE? You have no clue, my brother. Nobody out there ever will. That's what's going to be the appeal. All right, listen. You know what? Enough of this. I had the fortune. I had the fortune, JT and Joey Cage, Busy J. We had the fortune of having a legend take time. You know, I can't get I can't get two seconds from Meltzer, that hack. Okay, but luckily for me, 
guys like Jimmy Hart, I can go sit and talk with him at any time. I can go sit and have an hour of Larry Zabisco on my show. So you know what, folks? I'm going to calm down before we talk WWE. All right. Here's a little snippet for you. And who was it that you enjoyed working in the ring with? They were just a good worker. They, they handled their craft properly. They were professional in the ring. Oh, God. You know, I mean, I've been asked that question a bunch, but back in those days, everybody was, a, you know, a, a professional. And because and I was trained the way I was, and I, I hate to blow smoke up my butt, but, but I had an education that really no one else got because I was Bruno's protege, and that carried, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize at the time because I was, you know, a kid, but that carried a lot of politics. And, and mm-hmm. guys like Strongbow and Monsoon and a bunch of them, you know, all the they would take me under their wing and teach me stuff and tell me stuff and be nice to me where they wouldn't do that to other young guys because they protected their jobs. But they would all come to me because it was getting points with Bruno. It was like Brian, because I was Bruno's guy. (laughs) If everybody was nice to me, but that's how powerful Bruno was, not just in terms of drawing money, but in terms of politics in the office. What Bruno said, Vince McMahon Sr. would do. Mm -hmm. End of story. But, uh, you know, so I had an education, you know, that really not a lot of guys had. I was just so good at what I I did that even if the guy stunk, I could have the crowd going nuts. (laughs) So I had basically a good, easy time with it. With everybody, it just depends how they were. If I worked with Bob Back, then we could have a good wrestling match. You know, if I worked with one of the Valiant Brothers, you, know, you can forget that. You know, it was a different kind of match. But right, uh, you right. know, kind of, it, it depended on the guy. You know, you'd have a different match. You know, if you wrestled Putsky, he had the strong man, you know, kind of match. So, but you know, so I, I, I really kind of enjoyed you know working with everybody. I, I worked with you know guys like you know from Bach, Winkles, and Harleys, and. And then even the, the, the last generation that, you know, had a clue it was the generation of, like, you know, Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Kurt Henning and Scott Hall. And then because that generation had a chance to work with guys like me and Arn and Flair and the Dusty and, you know, the guys that knew. But And then after that generation, it kind of started going away. Well, the, uh, before I pass you off to JT... Uh, let me just wrap that up with the difference between Vince Senior and Vince mm. Junior. What do you see? What's the what's the difference between working for the two? Well, I, I'm trying. Well, you know what? It's kind of interesting. There's, at the bottom heart of both of them, they're both basically the same kind of guy. They're they're. A, they're they're a promoter's promoter. I mean, Vince, you know, Junior, you know, has got to be the greatest promoter ever. I mean, what he wound up with, you know, in the early '80s, the WWF, you know, to what it is today, is outrageous. I mean, you know, his dad would be proud of him. 
And, and Vince Sr. was a very smooth character, like in the old movies. He'd always have like four or five quarters in his hand. He'd be jingling with the cashmere coat. And he was a real smooth operator. And uh, But he was kind of quiet tone. And he would keep his emotions low. The old man, like if some guy ran up to Vince Sr. and said, hey, there was a good house, and Arnold only gave me $100, and I should have made $200. You know, then Vince Sr. would say to the guy, oh, that damn Arnold. And Vince would reach in his pocket and give the guy 50 bucks or 100 bucks. And the guy would go, oh, mm-hmm. thanks, Vince. Well, you're a great guy. You know, Vince would go, oh, okay, yeah, take it easy. Good job, buddy. And then Vince would go into the office and say, hey, Arnold, fire that guy. You know, and then boom. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but then, you know, because he didn't want any hassles. But that's how Vince would, Sr. would handle it, real smooth and <laughs> And, and stuff, you know, where Vince, you know, his kid, he's a little more emotional, you know. And uh, and uh, Vince is a character. I mean, he's one of the boys. He's he's outrageous. I mean, you can't help but love him if you're in the business. I mean, I, I, I just heard the other day the poor guy blew out his quad or something, squatting. Yeah. But he's squatting <laughs> 500 pounds. He's 70 years old. <laughs> That's, That's the But, you know, I mean, he's, a, he's that outrageous kind of guy. And, and uh, you know, in terms of the wrestling business and what needed to be done to get it this huge in this world, yeah, he, did, he was outrageous. There should be a statue of him next to Bruno and Andre someday. And it's true. You know, it is true. Uh, I, I, I mean no... Really, I honestly, I mean no disrespect to Mr. McMahon and, and what he's done for the sport of wrestling. Like I said, you know, it's the unprofessionals of the sport, TNA, Dave Meltzer, people like that. Some of the, some of the people around here, indie promotions, okay, trying to call themselves a wrestling promotion. But no, I, I, Vince has been terrific for the sport of wrestling. It's no different than, again, going back to football. Peyton Manning was a great quarterback, but there comes a time, and we're at that time. We're seeing it in the product and in the fans, folks. I mean, JT, you know, you've had the opportunity now to see what's going on with the pay-per-view in these past couple of days. And we're going to bring Joey Cage in in a minute. You know, what do you, what what did you see this past weekend? What did you come away with, with the pay-per-view that you already knew the answers to? Well, I mean, you look at, you look at some of the matches in there. And to me, it really, the the, the Seamus debacle, Seamus Cesaro. I knew that they wouldn't let it go at that. It was just, you could tell by the way it was trending, they weren't going to let that go. You know, the Jericho Owens thing, it's just, it was so predictable that Jericho was going to get involved in that match. Now, did I think Triple H was going to show up? Absolutely. They did get me on that. I'll give them that. But just some of the other stuff was just so predictable. Uh, Charlotte's win. Roman Reigns, I thought he was going to win, but I wasn't sure. It was nice to see that, but all in all, it just seems like it's the same thing every week. It's a cookie-cutter program. You know, if you miss class, just go throw on Raw Monday night. It's basically the same thing. He, it is, it's the lack 
And again, you know, part of this is what I, you know, it goes to what I said. If people know the outcome, okay, there's no twist. There's no, holy cow, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I, I, <laughs> I found myself in Joey Cage's company on Monday night, and uh, we watched a little bit of Raw together. And I think, you know... <laughs> He's a young wrestler, but he's a smart guy. And, you know, if you've had the opportunity, folks, on FantasyJesterSports.com, and I'm going to bring him in in a minute. Um, on FantasyJesterSports.com, we've got a great writer, Joey Cage, not just wrestles, but he's also a fantastic writer for the WWE coverage that we give. And I found myself Monday uh, sitting with him and we watched a match together which was interesting to watch wrestling with him um but he did you know jt this is great and i'm going to say this before we uh, bring him on uh, uh, from what i understand he's not in the green room and i'll get to that in a second um he nailed it though he says you know how you should start a the, the monday night raw started with everybody talking forever and then, the, and then you go into a match that was like, eh. And that all went on for like the first 35 minutes. And he was like, no, you need to start a show with a twist. This way, people are looking for a twist all night long. There's no wow. There's no wow. Did, who expected that? And I don't know. No, you sat there. First of all, they talked you to death for the first 12 minutes. And then went to a match that I have no idea why they started with that one. But perhaps, you know what? Let's go ahead. And here's what's up. Joey Cage is on the phone. <laughs> here's what's up, folks. He is, he's, he's had a scheduling conflict and he's on the road. He's looking for Mako. I guess him and Mako are really starting to go at it. They're going to be a great match, folks, uh, when, when we get them up on here on FXE. He's down there. He's down in he's down in Mako land trying to track Mako down and I don't know what he's gonna do. This is funny, but let's get him on the line. Joey Cage. How are you, sir? Doing good, Jester. Uh thank you and uh, I apologize for the schedule conflict. You know, I had read something online about Mako and it was going on about, you know, how he's another newcomer like me, uh, sort of with a head of steam as well, you know, and that he boasts a high flying style. And I read a whole bunch of garbage on this guy. And I said, I need to find him and get him to sign a contract for the first match at the very first FXC show. And uh, so I'm, I'm here trying to find him. I'm out on the road. Uh, and, you know, I, I needed to call in though, because, you know, I heard that you had some big announcements uh, that you were going to make and, and stuff that you were going to say. I saw it on social media, and I also wanted to be here uh, to discuss everything with you and JT. Well, and, and I'm glad you're with us, Joey. I, I always love having you on. You have some great insight in, into the WWE because you are such a big fan. Now, you know, and, and I love the idea. Like I said, go down, I, I, JT, so that you have an idea. I told them. You know, it seems a little bit like maybe, I don't know, Mako kind of backed off. I don't know what's up. Haven't really heard much from him, okay? And it seemed like he backed down from Joey Cage. So I told Joey, 
All right. I will give him the shot at Mako if you can get the kid to sign the match against him. Because for whatever reason, I don't know. And I'm hoping to get him on the show. Uh, you know, I've given him the invitation to come on. And so far, he hasn't come on to uh, defend himself. So, you know, that's a whole nother thing in FXE. But you know what? Let me ask you something, uh, Joey. And I'm going to ask JT. I'm going to follow it up with JT. You know, you look at what was going on. And, yeah, there is no, there's no surprise. Am I? How far? You know, you guys are. Joey, you're a wrestler and a wrestling fan. Joe, uh, JT, you're a fan and a sports analyst. And I want right. to ask you both this. Now, Joey, how far am I from the truth, though, you know, about what I've said about the state of wrestling and where it's going and what needs to be changed? I very much agree, you know, with what you said in regards to that, because I think that, and as we were watching this past Monday Night Raw, you know, one of the biggest things that I think that they totally missed on is that in the first hour, when you have an hour before the big debate and uh, before Monday Night Football, uh, you know, that first hour should have really went to grab the fans, you know, putting the rematch between Reigns and Rusev, where you knew that Reigns was going to retain the title, um, and without any kind of, you know, uh, you know, surprise or, you know, a return of somebody, perhaps Triple H to explain his actions, you know, that would have been huge in terms of grabbing the viewer for the first, second, and third hour. I guarantee you that if they had done something like that, they would have had an increase in viewers, particularly in the second and third hour. And I think that just going forward, WWE really does, you know, they, they need to change some things. It is very much a cookie-cutter show. And it is very much a deal where they, you know, they need to change it up uh, for both shows because, you know, the overwhelming response to the uh, brand split thus far hasn't been that positive. And there have been a lot of fans that have said the pay-per-views seem like glorified shows of the respective brands. So I certainly agree uh, with what you've said so far. There's certain, there definitely has to be a change and they need to, they need to start doing some other things because, the fans, you know, they're, they're going against it. They're chanting old wrestlers' names. Uh, fans will still chant CM Punk to this day uh, during matches. And just in general, they need to change it up. You know, and that, that's just what I, I, I'm going to is, you know, it's just a matter of how you're going about your shows and programming. And, hey, listen, I understand the brand split, okay, is so that now – you can have twice as many pay-per-views. I got that. And I now, as a promoter, I understand that. But you have to maintain that. And if you're going to make those, see, if you're going to leave the regular shows like Raw and SmackDown, and you're going to treat them as just plain old house shows, you pretty much know what's going to happen. That's fine. That's fine. You can do that. But the only way you make that work is because when you get to that pay-per-view, you have no clue what's going to happen. And then you go ahead and you patch things up and you continue the storylines, okay? And that's how you keep people interested from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, even though you can still go cookie-cutter. Yeah, you have a good idea what's going on, 
but you know something messed up is coming for the pay-per-view. Now, again, as a promoter, I don't want anybody knowing what the hell's going on at my pay-per-view, and nobody will. But then again, nobody's going to know a damn thing about my house matches except myself and my creative team. If anybody knows something, it's because they've buried themselves underneath my desk. That's the only way anybody will know. Yes, yes, exactly. Now, I'm going to go ahead. I want to put the same thing to JT. JT, how far am I off of this? Well, I mean, let's look at one thing. So we'll even go back to Attitude Era or even before that with the, you know, the in-your-house, WWF in-your-house type of era. You didn't have the Internet, the blogs, the podcasts, the, you know, all the stuff you have now that you get one little leak out there and – and now the whole world knows. I think it was easier to conceal stuff back then, so I'll give them that. But let's just take the WrestleMania moment with Undertaker losing to Brock Lesnar. You know what? Before you get to that, hold on. No, no. I I have to disagree with you for one second. I'm sorry, JT, before you get into that. No, 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 I don't care. I have social media. I have social media, and I'm on it regularly. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, uh, what's that other one now I just joined? Oh, shitties. Um, Instagram, okay? Listen. Ooh, that's a scary thought. Yeah. I, 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 listen, they told me, I, you know what? I've thrown up about a half a dozen pictures. I have no time to Instagram. I, I, but then again, I never thought I'd have time to tweet. But, okay, fine. I'm tweeting now. And, and here's the thing. As I am tweeting. You're tweeting. Joey Cage tweets. Busy J tweets. You know, everybody's tweeting that's in the business, okay, with us, okay, but you know what? You are all loyal, first of all. There's not one of you, besides hard working, that's why you're all with me, is because guys like you, guys like Joey Cage, guys like, you know, we've got people that are going to sign, okay, and I've already mentioned some of the guys that are in the group, Tate. You got guys like Tate. You got guys not telling what we're doing. It really is that simple that you have people around you that you can trust and people around you who want to be loyal to you. It's a crazy concept. But you know what? Here's the thing, JT. If you treat everybody that you work with as people that you work with, not that they work for you, you get a whole different level of respect, too. You were going to say about Lesnar. Well, before that, then, think about this. Every arena that WWE goes to, there's somebody from the event staff, a vendor, a hot dog salesman, that see these people come in backstage, and they want to be the first one to get that out there. You know, little stuff like that is my point, which makes it hard sometimes in that venue, I think, to keep things completely secret. Now, no, you can, and that's my point. Secret. And that's see, because, and that's what I'm trying to teach you and the other listeners out there. Well, no, no, what I'm trying to teach you and the other listeners out there is this, okay? Because I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. I know how this all works. You go to the locker room, you talk with the guys, you tell them, okay, here's what we're doing tonight. They go and talk amongst themselves how they're going to work the program. You can literally do that minutes before a show. 
because they've already practiced together or you're there and, and they know each other. They've wrestled each other. There's all different ways around it. But no, you can literally have it that, okay, guys, you're showing up and you pay the men. You tell them what's going to go on. They don't tell you. And you all gather around and you say your little prayer. At least we do. I'm sorry, by the way. We say a prayer. You gather everybody around, okay? And then you go individually. But again, it's going and having loyal people. You're talking about going to an arena and everything. Yes, but nobody's in that locker room. That's my point, JT. They're doing it. It, It's okay. It's like suicide by cop. Yeah, you know, he was going to shoot. No, he just wanted you to shoot him. And that's what they're doing. No, we really didn't want that information to get out. Yes, we did, because we're the ones who leaked it. And if you have, and you know what? I don't have Vince McMahon money, and I can keep everybody quiet in my business. I would imagine with the millions and millions he has, he should be able to keep everybody shut the hell up. Sorry, I, you'll never get me to agree on that. And guess what? I'm about to prove it. Go ahead, JT. Let's just use an example. Let's say they bring Goldberg back at the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anybody from WWE. I'm talking about a guy in the tunnel that works for that particular arena or a guy that sells hot dogs that happened to see them trying to sneak him in the, into the locker room. All it takes is one person like that to put that out on social media at this point. Now the whole world does it. Goldberg is at that particular arena. That's the point Again, that shows me somebody that didn't think ahead. Me personally, I don't want somebody knowing. I've got, okay, how would I handle it? Real simple. This isn't hard. Wrestlers wear masks. You can have them come in in a ski mask. People will never know. The regular worker will just have him in a trench coat and a ski mask walking to the locker room. Ain't nobody going to know. He gets in that locker room, he takes the ski mask off. There are ways, that's what I'm saying, if you really want to keep a secret, if you really want to keep it, and you're Vince McMahon, you can have your own special tunnel built from the gate right to their locker room and keep their identity secret. So, No, I don't go with that. I don't go with that. I'm sorry. And you know what else I don't go with? We haven't gone to commercial. We haven't paid bills. We will be right back with this quick commercial from Deep Obsession. Hi, folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators. Deep Obsession Dive Charters out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. 
For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find uh, Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive! This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. FXE Live. Thank you, Byron Saxton, the voice of the WWE. And wait, the voice of FXE and our wrestling matches is right here, JT. JT, sir. Yes, sir. The voice of all... FXE events. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be a blast. It's an honor. It's going to be a blast to do. It's going to be exciting. And not knowing what's coming up is going to make it that much more fun for me uh, outside the ring as well as the guys inside the ring. Well, and again, that's part of it is that, you know, some of the things I've got to keep on the hat. You know, there are guys, there's constantly guys, and I was just reminded (laughs) There's constantly guys leaving the WWE that are named guys. You know, you have Cody Rhodes just went with TNA, the dying quail that that is, okay? And, uh, you know, like I was just reminded, you've got Y2J leaving. you got Dolph Ziegler that are planning on leaving. These guys are planning on going. And, um, you know, you watch everything that's going on, and I'm telling you. All right, JT, let me ask you, and we're going to bring Joey Cage back on. Joey, are you there, sir? How are you doing? Good, doing good. All righty. Did you find him yet? Oh, not yet. I, I stopped now. I'm just picking up some Coronas. I'm right now about to head towards the beach. I hear this cat likes to dive, so uh, we'll see when he gets in with a real shark. All right, all right. Uh, stay on the line, and uh, we're going to ask you the uh, same question I'm going to ask JT uh, uh, about the Raw. And uh, you had the opportunity to watch it, JT, correct? Yes, yes. You know, and the match that I wanted to ask you about is, well, actually the non-match and the whole segment that's going on. I actually like the idea that Sheamus and Cesaro didn't end there was something. There was something different. It didn't end with a winner. I like that. Am I crazy for that? Did you like it? Um, being a Cesaro fan, I'm still one of those people who'd like to see him get the push I think he deserves. Uh, now you have all the talk of Daniel Bryan wanting him on SmackDown and him saying basically he would look into that. Uh, but in a, in, a, in a way, yeah, I kind of agree with you. It was kind of neat that they just left that hanging so you can either revisit it another time or use it for something else. And then go into it on Raw where now they're going to make them a tag team match. I mean, and I, you know, then you go over to the real tag team match, the club and the new day, and they are still W W E tag team champions. <laughs> uh, I was I, I was wondering if they were going to pull the plug at three ninety nine. 
They didn't. Well, I mean, they they walked out of class with a little bit of help, yep. but walked out of class as champions, and it appears they uh, yep. walked out of Raw the same way. Yeah. Joey Cage, do you think that's going to continue or what? Well, I think that ultimately, uh, and sometime probably before WrestleMania, for sure, they have to drop it. And likely, I mean, to a heel faction because, uh, I mean, the plan would have to be for Enzo and Cass to win the belts probably at WrestleMania or something along those lines. Uh, So, I mean, in theory, they would have to drop it to, you know, the club, but you would argue that they should have already, and a lot of people feel that way. Uh, That's mostly what I've heard is that, you know, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened yet, but... You know, they're going to have to feud with somebody, you know, to put those belts on a heel team um, because ultimately, yes, Enzo and Cass will be the tag team champions. They've been discussing for some time, you know, the you know, Vince McMahon, of course, and Triple H, you know, they throw up ideas and everything. And, you know, they have teased uh, Cass, you know, being a singles competitor, you know, potentially in the main event. But that's not something that's going to happen within their first year. They're not breaking them up in their first year. And I think after WrestleMania, perhaps, you might see something like that. But uh, ultimately, they are the cream of the crop of that tag team division. They are the most overact. And because of that, they're not breaking them up anytime soon. And they will be uh, your WWE World Tag Team Champion. <laughs> nice. Now... Moving on, let's go ahead and let's go to the uh, to SmackDown uh, Tuesday and everything. All right, let's get opinions. Let's go. Let's go back to JT. JT, your opinion on what's going on and how they're handling the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt segments. Some of the uh, promos from Bray Wyatt are fantastic. You know, the whole got the whole world in his hands, mentioning his kids, adding that little bit of creepiness to it. But having Randy Horton, Horton, excuse me, do a Easter egg hunt backstage, basically, and finding clues. I mean, I thought we were watching Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah, you know, WWE does a lot with Scooby Doo now, so I thought maybe they were setting up another episode of Scooby Doo. You know, Freddie Prince was going to pop out somewhere, but do me a favor, tell I, me how I, you feel. I try to. Let me ask you something, Jester, speaking of SmackDown. So where's yeah. Dolph Ziggler going to end up now that he's leaving WWE? Well, and you see, that's the thing is, uh, why do you ask these questions? You know I'm not going to lie. Of course I'm going to go after him. He's down here in Florida. He lives down here in Hollywood, not far from uh, where we go and uh, – do some diving. So, yeah, I don't know where he's going to go, but I know where we're going to try and push for folks. I'm not going to lie. I, I can't, t- I can't tell a lie. Mike George Washington of the wrestling world, folks. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. Of course I'd be an idiot not to go after you stupid idiot. No, um, I'd be crazy not to go after. I'm not going to get Jericho because, uh, Jericho's leaving, but he'll fall under a Legends contract, which means I can't do crap with him. Um, now, Ziggler won't be under Legends contract, and he is living in Florida. So, wouldn't it be nice if he could join a production, still get a little wrestling in, and never have to leave the home state? 
if he didn't want to. Uh, I'm sure it's going to sound a lot nicer as I put the package together, and we're going to do our best. Moving right along, though, and uh, I'm glad you asked about Dolph. Try not to ask about any of the other talent I'm trying to surprise people with. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a good question. I'm, I'm just busting. But uh, talent that I can talk about because he's not going to be going anywhere from WWE anytime soon is AJ Styles. And all this, uh, my question to you guys is once he gets past Ambrose and and Cena, because he's going to, let's be honest, okay? They're going to move on and and Styles. Joey Cage, I'm going to start with you instead. Who's next on the horizon? You know, like, who are we going to see his matchups? Who who are they going to bring into this mix uh, to go against AJ? Well, I think that the the majority of what I've heard is uh, that Randy Orton will be AJ Styles' next uh, dance partner, so to speak, and that right and that shortly after his feud ends with Cena and Ambrose, uh, you're going to see AJ and the Viper uh, in a, potentially a series of matches, uh, as WWE believes they can get good matches out of them. Now, with that in mind, that's something that I've heard a few times now. Uh, and makes the most sense in terms of star power versus star power on the SmackDown Live brand. Um, And with that said, though, that means that the Viper will most likely uh, go over Bray. Now, I've expressed my thoughts on Bray uh, a few times, you know, and, I mean, it just it keeps going downhill for the guy. It really, really does. Um, You talk about somebody that should leave WWE and potentially consider FXE. (laughs) But I mean, he's, Again, he's somebody that I, I, he is. Uh, yeah, he he is a talent though, and he is huge um, in terms of what he could be. But WWE insists on holding him back. And if Randy Orton is indeed the next, uh, you know, competitor for the world title, I think that you know, obviously that means he beats Bray. Uh, he's not going to, you know, just go from losing to the world title picture. So. You know, um, but that's what I think is going to happen there. And I would have to say, and I don't know for sure, obviously, uh, either way, but, um, you know, I would have to say that AJ Styles would beat Randy Orton uh, in that feud. I mean, from by all accounts, you know, WWE has vested a lot into AJ Styles. They recognize, yes, he can be, you know, the face of a brand at the very least. Um, and he is an extremely talented worker you know, that could carry that part of the company. So I think, you know, he's their guy for a while, but uh, um, but that is what I believe is the projected path uh, of the WWE uh, world title. Now, you know, and you you mentioned about Bray, and yeah, uh, obviously FXE would take him in a heartbeat, and I can only hope one day to have that opportunity because, yes, probably the most misused man in all of wrestling is Bray Wyatt. You have somebody who is, I'm sorry, he's a magician on the mic. He is a fantastic character and a very good wrestler, too, uh, with that. So, you know, I mean, I would love to have him. There's a bunch of great guys here, right here in Florida. And, uh, you know, little by little, we'll get there. And, you know, one of the guys I want to ask, and I want to ask JT first, okay? One of the guys out there, you know, Sorry about getting off the beaten path here with uh, SmackDown, but 
talking about guys that are out there, would you, if you're me, would you bring in CM Punk? At this point, with the following that that guy has and his ability in ring and on the mic, I think he'd be a great cornerstone piece for any production. Because, you know, I've started bouncing that one around because he's going to go ahead. He really does want to fight one more time, and that's fine. That gives me a chance to get things set up and show him the product that we have. At that point, though, you're talking about, what, a 40, maybe 41-year-old CM Punk. Uh, And I've had a bunch of people questioning, and i got to be honest, I'm going back and forth on it. I'm not 100% sold on the idea. Joey Cage. I mean, you're me. You signed CM Punk, or is is he, you know, by the time he gets done with the fighting, is 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 he going to be done and worth anything? Yes, sir. I'm honestly, truly surprised uh, that you would ask me this question, but perhaps, you know, you want the audience to know, um, <laughs> CM Punk is one of my favorite talents of all time. Uh, it goes without saying that he's a huge draw, um, and would remain so at the age of 40, regardless of what he does in his next fight. And yes, his next fight, he will likely lose that fight, um, and potentially consider going back to pro wrestling, but not necessarily WWE, which I think plays, you know, to the strength there. But, um, you know, CM Punk, obviously you're talking about a guy you know, who is the only person uh, to outsell John Cena in merchandise pretty much ever um, and is just a top draw. You know, he's someone that, uh, like JT said, would be an excellent foundation piece for, you know, the show, you know, and for the brand. Like that, you know, it would be absolutely amazing. And you think about it like this, no matter what, whatever CM Punk does after he's done with MMA, if he does go back to pro wrestling, wherever he does go, millions and millions of eyes are going with it. So to answer your question, I would say yes. I would absolutely sign him if I could. <laughs> if anybody out there has CM Punk's ear, I don't know what happened there. The whole board went black. Um, if anybody out there has CM Punk's ear, tell him I'd like to talk to him. If he's uh, not looking to get back into the MMA, we can talk. I definitely would like to uh, talk to him and have him join the club. Folks, there's a bunch of wrestlers out there that are tired of how the WWE is run. They have incredible hours. They are put through a grueling, grueling schedule. And they need a new place. They need somebody out there with fresh ideas that are going to look out for them. And we're coming, just letting you know, folks. I hope you enjoyed tonight. This has been FXE Live. I am the one, I am the only fantasy jester. I've been joined by JT, Fez437 on Twitter, Joey Cage. You know, tune in next week. I got some other news for you. Yes, that's a tease. I've learned that quick in this business. But listen next week anyway, because it's true. Have a great night, folks. I'm the Fantasy Jester. I'm out of here.
opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture it? 